Hello, and welcome to Dialogue in Dermatology. I'm Dr. Todd Schlesinger, your Editor-in-Chief. We have another exciting podcast for you today. We hope that you enjoy. With over 1,000 content awards and over 140,000 healthcare provider partners, PatientPoint is leading the pack in patient engagement technology and patient education. To see how you can get these no-cost solutions, visit engage.patientpoint.com slash AAD. That's engage.patientpoint.com slash AAD. Welcome to Dialogues in Dermatology. My name is Abel Torres. I'm a professor and chair of dermatology at the University of Florida in Gainesville. And my guest today is Dr. Dave Farris. He's a solo private practitioner specializing in Mohs surgery in Atlanta, trained by John Satelli and Dave Brotland. He has been a primary advisor for the ACMS to the CPT editorial panel since 2010, has worked closely with Faith, Krishkran Nahal, Alex Miller, Anna Haas, and Steve Stone and Murad Allen. And so welcome, Dave. Thank you, Abel. Nice to be here with you. Can you, for our speakers, just explain to them what is the CPT and what is the Durham CPT team? Well, as most probably know, the CPT is the current procedural terminology, which describes essentially all coding across the house of medicine. And we in the dermatology CPT team are charged with caring for the codes that we use in dermatology. And it's a rather complex process. We meet three times a year with the entire House of Medicine represented by their panel advisors. And then there is a central editorial panel that is charged with making decisions about what codes need to be preserved, what codes need to be changed, what codes may need to be eliminated as the technology changes and evolves in every single specialty of medicine. And for dermatology, the group of us have been working well together for, for many years, and it's something that I enjoy personally and allows me to serve the, the Mohs College in ways that are meaningful to me. So today we're going to be talking about the proper CPT coding or the removal of cutaneous epidermal and dermal benign and malignant lesions with histopathologic examination. And as a little background to our listeners, after the old biopsy codes were split into three different biopsy code families, the Academy Coding and Reimbursement staff began to receive inquiries from membership about certain third-party payers not reimbursing for tissue gross and microscopic codes uh, for tissue that had either been excised, shaved, or destroyed. And apparently the Derm CPT team surmised that this was a confusion and reimbursement which resulted from the introductory language. So what do you think caused this confusion? As part of the crafting of the new biopsy codes, the tangential, the punch, and the shade, or the uh, incisional biopsies, the paragraph that I think has confused everyone, and I'll read from the uh, introductory language here. It says, during certain surgical procedures in the integumentary system, such as excision, destruction, or shave removals, the removed tissue is often submitted for pathologic examination. The obtaining of tissue for pathology during the course of these procedures is a routine component of such procedures. The obtaining of tissue is not considered a separate biopsy procedure and is not separately reported. And these biopsies and the, the language that was written at that time was done back in 2018, actually took place over three separate CPT meetings 
and was somewhat arduous and was we were finally relieved to get approval and voted on by the panel. And I cannot recall specifically why that particular paragraph was added into the introductory language. Maybe someone else can recall better than I on the team, but I think that's where the confusion came from. So, so in plain English, what are they just saying? So to boil it down, what this is saying is that placing the excised or destroyed tissue into a pathology bottle is not considered a biopsy. And so a biopsy is not additionally reported with that particular excision or destruction code. I got and that's kind of the long and the short of it. In other words, what they're saying is when you remove the process of the procedure itself is, is something you can code and you Correct. can actually code the interpretation of the tissue when you look at that and process it. But the step in between, which is the tissue you removed and putting that into the processing system is not something that's a report. Correct. But you can, I think, see how a brief review of that particular paragraph might create confusion from either the dermatologist who's coding it or the coder who's doing it for the, the physician or on the payer side, that if you see something that says the separate biopsy procedure and is not separately reported, I think that's where the confusion lies. All right. That's very helpful. So why don't we do this? You had written what's called the CPT assistant article, right? This is something that had been put out. Right. And, and which kind of explains this in more detail and explains it to people. Correct. But apparently, you know, it seems like maybe this is not something that gets a lot of people are aware of. The CPT assistant is a monthly subscription publication by the AMA. And yes, it's intended to highlight to uh, further define, basically to help the House of Medicine better understand particular codes. And it's not just published for dermatology, but for all specialties. Gotcha. I'm not sure what the circulation is of this particular publication, but our sense is it's pretty low and maybe people don't even realize it's actually a publication that is published monthly. And so the CPT team felt that, that something like the dialogues in dermatology like we're doing today would reach more of the membership, help better define this issue and eliminate the confusion. Okay, so if it's okay with you, what I'll do is go through a couple of your examples that okay. you provided, and then you can explain how the, they should be properly coded. So let's take Great. example number one, which is a benign excision. A cystic lesion consistent with an epidermal inclusion cyst is excised from the left upper back. The tissue specimen is placed in a container to be sent to the pathologist for histopathologic review. So how would you code that? The physician performing the benign excision of the lesion reports code 11400 through 11406 as appropriate. And what would be appropriate is you measure the diameter of the lesion, you add the, the margin on each side of the diameter of that lesion to obtain your overall excision diameter, and ensure that that excision is a full thickness surgical excision. That's the important part here. When we're talking about excisions, it needs to be full thickness through to the subcutaneous fat. And then the third component is the location. So for example, if this cyst was on the back and it was one centimeter in diameter and was removed with two millimeters of margin, then it would be reported as a 1.4 centimeter excision on the back. That would be one one. 402. Excellent. And then the histopathologic examination of the tissue is reportable too, right? 
That is correct. The physician that performs the histopath exam would bill an 88304, which is the level four, which includes skin that is a cyst, tag, debridement, something of that nature. All right. Thank you. All right. So let's look at example number two, where you have a malignant excision, 1.5 centimeter wide basal cell carcinoma is excised from the chest with a 0.5 centimeter margin, yielding a 2.5 centimeter maximum excision diameter, and a 7.5 centimeter layer repair is performed. So how would you decode that? So the physician performing the excision reports code 11603, which is a malignant excision of 2.5 centimeters maximum diameter, along with the appropriate intermediate or complex repair, although we're not here charged with the difference between intermediate and complex repair, that would be uh, determined by the physician who closed it. Yeah. And the key here though, right, is that Again, you can still do the histopathologic examination, just like in the prior example. Correct. But the difference yeah. is that you're not, just placing the tissue in the container is not something that's a reportable a code. Correct. Once okay. again. Mm-hmm. And that's where the confusion has been, right? That people I, thought that they're, that step in between is also reportable. I think they were confused by the fact that the, the introductory language in the biopsy code in the CPT said that a biopsy is not separately reportable. So I think there was confusion that they felt like the interpretation of the histopathology was not reportable. That's where the confusion was. All right. So then let's take a little different example now, a malignant destruction. Okay. So you have a 0.6 centimeter red fragile papule, which is consistent with a basal cell carcinoma. It's shaved off with a blade, including a 0.2 centimeter margin. The wound base is then lightly electrodesiccated and curetted, leaving a 1.0 centimeter curetted diameter. So how would you uh, code this? So the specimen that is destroyed, curetted, is placed into the container and sent to the pathologist for review and diagnosis. The procedure is appropriately reported, the destruction procedure is appropriately reported as 17261, destruction malignant lesion of the arm between 0.6 and 1 centimeter diameter. It's not reported as an excision since the level of removal did not extend through the dermis. And it wouldn't be reported as a shave removal either, right? That's correct. And why is that? Because the lesion was destroyed after the specimen was obtained for pathology. And so there is no destruction uh, component to a shave. All right. But the specimen, again, can be uh, the histopathologic interpretation is something that can, can be coded for. Correct. Once again, is 88305. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, I think the examples you've provided are excellent, and I think it's pretty clear. Is there anything that we have not talked about that you think we still need to discuss or make clear? Uh, Abel, I don't think so. I, I think this is a pretty straightforward subject matter once we ferreted out that little confusing sentence there in the introductory language. And and I think once you understand that, I think uh, you're good to go. Okay. Well, excellent. I I thank you very much for the work you do. You and your colleagues, you know, do a tremendous service for all of us in dermatology. Well, the same goes to you for all the service that you have provided for both dermatology, but also the academy during your career. It's much appreciated. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much. And I think our readers are going to find this very helpful. I think so, too. Thanks again. Bye. With over 1,000 content awards and over 140,000 healthcare provider partners, PatientPoint is leading the path in patient engagement technology and patient education. To see how you can get these no-cost solutions,
visit engage.patientpoint.com slash AAD. That's engage.patientpoint.com slash AAD. We hope you have enjoyed this edition of Dialogues in Dermatology. This is Todd Schlesinger, your Editor-in-Chief. For more podcasts, including bonus issues, check us out online at the website of the American Academy of Dermatology or through the Dialogues in Dermatology app. You can now also sync your subscription to your favorite podcast app. New podcasts are released each week in addition to our monthly JAD podcasts. We hope you enjoy these new options for listening to Dialogues and the increasing content for your listening pleasure. Thank you.